For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Astrology reveals insights into the greater world, its changing cycles, and universal forces. Through the lens of astrology, we examine special topics and current events, investigate their meaning, and discuss solutions to personal and global problems. Welcome to Astrology, the Theory of Everything, with Mary Jo Weavers and Janie McCarthy. We're here to show you how astrology can be a powerful tool for self-awareness and transformation. You'll be amazed how everything is interconnected when using astrology. Now, here are your hosts, Mary Jo and Janie. Welcome. I am Mary Jo Weavers, here with my co-host and good friend, Janie McCarthy. Today, we're going to introduce our new show format based on each sun sign, beginning this month with the sun sign of Leo. Good morning, Janie. Hi, Mary Jo. This is uh, so wonderful. Serendipity is alive and well. (laughs) And with the sign of Leo being our first energy and first archetype to start this new show format, I think it's very appropriate that our show Astrology, the Theory of Everything, is about establishing a platform to showcase leaders and prominent experts in the expansive field of astrology, in addition to supporting subject matter specialists. Right. Yes. Yeah, this is going to be a real fun show for us today. So, um, Janie and I wanted our first five shows to reintroduce astrology to our listening audience, to provide a background of our personal philosophies, and to discuss the foundations of the sophisticated and compelling field of study with special guests. In our first show, we discussed the law of attraction with Dr. Laurel Clark, and we talked about how Janie and I were attracted to astrology, to each other as friends and colleagues, and how we attracted this radio talk show into our lives. In our second show, astrology and tarot scholar Christine Payne Towler and investigative reporter and astrologer Eric Francis talked about the history of astrology with us. Our third show was about the astrological chart or horoscope, how it works and what it represents. And we had astrologer and software designer Hank Friedman tell us about how charts are cast and the exciting new developments in astrology software and apps that we are using today. In episode four, storyteller Gemini Brett told us about the marriage of heaven and earth, the sacred sites around the world that were built to connect humanity with the skies above and the myths and stories associated with them. And in our last show, Maurice Fernandez, president of the Organization for Professional Astrology, discussed the profession of astrology with us. He talked about how someone becomes an astrologer 
and what kind of background and training is needed and what kind of support there is for practicing astrologers. If you missed any of these shows, we hope you will take the time to go back and listen to them on demand. They are archived on our show's webpage at voiceamerica.com on the 7th Wave channel. And you can also find all these episodes on iTunes. So beginning with today's episode, each month's show topics will align with the sun sign for the month. And yesterday the sun moved into the sign of Leo. So today, Janie and I will be introducing this sign. And in the next four shows, we will have special guests on board with us to talk about topics that relate to the sign of Leo. So if you love Leo, we hope you will listen in on the whole series this month. Now, um, those of you who subscribe to my astrology newsletters know I like to introduce each month's new sun sign by describing the transition from the prior month's sign. Last month, the sun was in the sign of cancer, which is a sensitive, internally directed, and reflective water sign. And yesterday, the sun moved out of cancer and entered the exuberant, courageous fixed fire sign of Leo. Each succeeding sign of the zodiac provides the means to build upon and to redirect the energy of the previous sign. Leo asks us to take leave of our inner emotional realm and to turn outward, to turn our face towards the sun, to bask in its warmth and its life-giving vitality. So, Janie, would you like to kick off our Leo conversation? Sure, I will. Uh, Actually, that happens to be Leo's key phrase, (laughs) I will. And uh, what I wanted to also say about Leo is that it rules the entertainment industry and any leadership position that steps into the limelight. Uh, So we thought we'd have some fun. This is also a word that is about the expression of Leo, fun, and select a celebrity or two each month that would personify some of the salient characteristics of each of these month's sun signs. It's always helpful, at least for me, to be able to visualize and relate to something, and particularly when this is on radio. Don't you agree? I so, do. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think it should help a lot in personalizing some of these characteristics and helping our listeners personalize them as well, and not just for themselves, but for the Leos in their lives. And uh, we'll get around to introducing who those personalities are a little bit later in the show. But for those of you that have been following my Twitter tweets, you already know who those people are. So you're already ahead of the game. (laughs) Uh, Our telephone lines are going to be open during the third segment. And you can feel free to call in at 866-472-5795. So... We want to talk about Leo. What is Leo's story? Who is this alter ego that has fun playing along and playing around in everybody's chart? I wanted to first first describe the basic characteristics of Leo. And in the language of astrology, we use terms like polarity, element, and modality to describe each sign. 
And the way I like to think about polarity is it's our orientation um, to a to the world itself, how we relate to it. And for me, the elements refer to an innate predisposition of temperament and not as Carl Jung would have defined it, but as the dictionary would define temperament. And the third piece here is modality or mode. That suggests the energy, the MO, the modus operandi, or its mode of operation, habits of working, preferred ways of doing things. So, let's first talk about polarity. Leo happens to demonstrate an orientation to the world that's positive and masculine. It's active, it moves outwardly, that's like the outbreath. And while it's doing this external interaction, it is simultaneously developing an inner awareness of itself and the relationship it has to its environment, the experience it's having, and also to the people in it. And some of you may also be familiar with this polarity that is referred to as yang. And by the way, when we say masculine relative to polarity, it does not refer to the gender male. Women, as well as men, possess both polarities, the masculine and the feminine, and the intention is to balance both of those in ourselves. Right, Therefore, and, and Janie, sorry, if, I, go ahead. Sure, if I can interject here, I often like to describe polarity as being the two ends of a battery, where you have the the positive charge and you have the negative charge. And just like you, you mentioned, in uh, astrology, we often use the word positive and masculine to represent that outwardly directed energy and negative or feminine to refer to that other polarity that's more inwardly directed and, and sensitive. So, yeah, these are ways to talk about how the energy flows. I totally agree. That's a great metaphor, Mary Jo. And when you find Leo in the natives chart, um, that's where you're probably going to see a lot of action and interaction with the outer world. Generally speaking, the native is able to focus, if the native is able to focus on their intentions as opposed to the outcomes and stay in the moment, they have more access to their own personal power. Uh, The other polarity or orientation to the world, which I'm sure you've guessed and heard Mary Jo refer to, (laughs) is the one that is negative and feminine. Uh, It's receptive. It's a little more introverted, reflective, cautious, and responsibly reactive. It, too, has another name that's referred to it as yin. So, what other characteristics of polarity, uh, whether masculine or feminine, did you want to refer to, Mary Jo? Well, I suppose, um, I don't want to jump ahead here, but if we get into the elements, we know that about, uh, we know that half of the signs of the zodiac are of this positive, masculine, or outwardly directive and active polarity, um, and the other six are of the negative, receptive, or or feminine polarity. And Leo is of the outwardly directed positive polarity, isn't it? It is. 
do you and, want to uh, do you want to move on to the subject of modalities, or is there something further, Mary Jo, that you think is important to share with the listeners? Yeah, well, let's let's talk about Leo specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that it's of of a positive polarity, so it's going to use its energy in uh, it's going to put its energy out into the world, and we know that it's a fire sign so it's of the element of fire so if you combine that outwardly directed fiery energy we have words that describe leo as being very energetic and exuberant and enthusiastic and sunny and so you can just feel that energy of leo radiating outward into the world with all of its energies and activities and observably, you see the energy, you observe this energy of Leo when people are on stage, acting, performing, speaking, making presentations. It's a, a very charismatic, uh, enthusiastic energy. It draws one in. Right. That's a very good example. Uh, we talk about Leo being center stage and, um, and uh, loving drama. And uh, using using the stage or using other venues in life in order to be self-expressive and to use its own creativity and really shine its own light out into the world. It really mm-hmm. wants to put its own unique individual stamp onto the world and to have other people recognize it. It's also a cheerleader. It also has a very generous spirit and likes to bring people along with it, encourage other people in their lines of work to take their center stage in life as well. Right, right. And that those uh, traits make it a very good leader. To me, the, the Leo type of leadership is very inspirational because when we see those people really engaging with their own creativity and learning how to be self-mastered and they have confidence to really uh, put themselves out there in the world and, and do what it is they're excited about doing, then we're inspired to be like them. There's a an element of self-confidence in strong Leo personalities. Uh, you feel that it it encourages other to ste- others to step out as well. Right. Yes. Yes. Leo is one of the signs of the zodiac that is very much in touch with itself, and uh, really understands itself, has that confidence and that self-respect. We use uh, that word respect to describe Leo also. It is self-respecting and um, understands that it, it's special and it's unique. And optimistic. Um, it's, a, it's a kind leader, too. <clears throat> it, can, it can encourage people uh, not by pushing them from behind, but um, coaxing them forward. Right. Yes. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the modalities that you mentioned, Janie. Okay, I will. Each of these four elements, as Mary Jo's described, has three MOs, three modus operandi, and they describe the beginnings, the middles, and the endings of any experience, process, or sequence of events that we experience in life. So, 
The beginning phase or cardinal method looks like self-starters. This is an energy that thrives on initiation and it's efficient. It has an urge to discover. It's creative. It's active. And it's definitely extroverted. Uh, There's a a dynamicness to it and, of course, that self-confidence piece. Then the middle phase, the fixed methodology, looks like the rule maker or the one who seeks stability, security. They want to sustain what's already been started. And they do it in a very steady, focused, preserving manner. Uh, They make their minds up on whatever data is available. Sometimes they are difficult to sway. Once it is, they have their minds made up. And they do like routine. But I can tell you there is nothing in this world that ever gets accomplished without them. (laughs) This last phase, called the mutable phase, uh, is an anticipating energy. It, It It's looking into the future to transition into what's coming, whatever the change is that's coming. It's a change agent, so it's adaptive. It wants to assimilate what's happened and what's coming in and synthesize synthesize it. They do strive um, for flexibility and mobility because that makes change much easier to accommodate. And they're information gatherers. Uh, They like to listen to both sides of a story. They're open-minded. So when these uh, three phases of uh, methodology, of working through things, of uh, bringing accomplishments into the world, when they're well honed and they move fluidly from one to another, you see things happen quickly with a lot of congeniality and great levels of success. Right. So, which one is Leo? Well, Leo is a fixed energy. Leo, um, the the leader shows up when something is ready to be uh, consecrated, when something is ready to be like a corporation, for instance, when it's ready to be run, moved forward, but also substantiated, um, grounded. Right. So it's very focused. It's very determined. And that phrase that you used at the beginning of our show, I will, uh, Leo's very willful and uses its power and its it's a fiery energy in order to accomplish that which has been begun. That's what it lives for. Yeah, great. Well, Janie, should we take a break here before we come back and talk about Leo again? Sure, let's do that. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Janie McCarthy loves being a professional astrologer. Her academic pursuits in consciousness exploration, negotiations, and relationship transformation have been critical to helping her clients integrate their material and spiritual worlds. She is known for her ability to simplify and articulate even the most complex concepts to trigger aha moments of pure, meaningful, and lasting clarity. 
Janie is available for booking presentations, workshops, and client consultations and can be contacted at www.janiemccarthy.com. Mary Jo Weavers is a licensed spiritual health coach specializing in soul personality integration. A certified karmic astrologer, Mary Jo uses the symbolic language of astrology to help her clients understand themselves and their life experiences from a deeper spiritual perspective. Mary Jo can help you gain clarity about your life purpose, relationship dynamics, and how to live your life more effectively. She is available for astrological consultations in person, by phone, and Skype. Check out her website at www.maryjoweavers.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Listening to Astrology, the Theory of Everything. To reach the hosts or the guests today, please call 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to astrotalkradio at iCloud.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Janie McCarthy. I'm here with my co-host and friend, Mary Jo Weavers. We were talking about the sign of Leo, its characteristics and expressions, and uh, we wanted to add a level of personification to our profiling, hopefully make the energy a little bit more real and relatable for everybody. So, as we continue our conversation, we're going to talk about two personalities that people are very familiar with. And also demonstrate lots of Leonian energy. The first one, as I said, had you been following us on Twitter, you would know that the first one is Donald Trump and the second is Robert Redford. And Mary Jo, go with it. <laughs> well, Janie, when we were talking about doing this show on Leo, the, the person in the media that kept popping into my head was Donald Trump. He's been all over the news, all over the social media. And I was so surprised, the serendipity of how many Leo characteristics he expresses. And unfortunately, some of them are not, you know, necessarily the highest and the best expressions of Leo. But as we know, all of these sun signs have a whole range of expressions. Some of them are what we might call more positive, and some of them are more problematic. And um, I also wanted to take a moment to say that as people, we are not our sun signs. And so even if we say a person is very Leo or any other sign, what, what we're meaning is that the energy that they're expressing in that moment or at that time or in that circumstance resonates very strongly with that energy of Leo. Because in actuality, as human beings, we have all of the signs of the zodiac in our chart and all of those energies. 
So, so back to Mr. Trump. There's so much about him and the way he looks, the way he acts, <laughs> the themes and issues in his life as a media celebrity that are so Leo. So let's let's list a few of them. First of all, his hair. Um, <laughs> now, Janie, as you as astrologers, we know that Leo rules the part of the body uh, that is our hair. And um, that is such a prominent feature, a prominent physical feature on Mr. Trump. In fact, um, I know the color of his hair changes a bit from time to time, but it also has that very Leo golden color. And so, you know, right there we have that representation of Leo. Um, He is so much like the ruling planet of Leo, which is the sun. The sun's a big deal. You know, it's the center of our solar system. And all of the other planets revolve around the sun. And the energy of Leo is like that. It has such a powerful sense of self. It's very confident. It's magnetic. It wants to be the center of attention. And it rules our ego. And so here we have Mr. Trump. You know, showing all of those characteristics, he really wants to be the center of attention. He has so much confidence, we might say he's even overly confident or even has an overly inflated opinion of his self. Um, so we have ego right front and center there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and as you mentioned before, Leo liking to be center stage. Uh, we have Mr. Trump needing to be recognized in the public eye uh, to be seen as a leader, you know, a charismatic leader. Um, However, when we get to the extreme forms of Leo, we start to see hubris, Mm. that arrogance or that conceit that's a little bit over the top in terms of self-importance and egoism. Um, the last month or so, we've seen Mr. Trump create a lot of drama and have a lot of bombastic delivery of his opinions. Um, and that uh, has not gone over well with many people. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with this feature of Leo in that it sees the world very, very hierarchically. Um, you know, in, in medieval times, Leo, uh, which represents kings and queens and the monarchy, um, kings and queens were considered to be God personified on earth, and they were the top of the hierarchy. Underneath them, we had other noble people, uh, we had um, the freemen, and then we had the peasants and the serfs. And so there was a very distinct class separation, and some people were higher and better and treated better than others. And so I, I see this reflection of, of hierarchy, of Leo hierarchy, in Mr. Trump and, and his life story. Um, do you know if Trump Towers is are they some of the tallest buildings in, in New York, Janie? I think so. And isn't he on the penthouse? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so he, you everything know. 
everything about this man is so indicative of this Leonian energy. I, I don't know how many of you are up late at night, but I've gotten interested in the James Corden Late Late Show. He did a bit the other night on Trump that was a scream. It was called Trump Stumpers. He was a game show host. Oh, by the way, it's up on YouTube if you want to watch this. And the idea was that he was playing the video of Donald Trump's speech announcing that he was running for president. And one of the questions he asked the contestants was how many times in this short speech did Donald Trump use the word big, bigger, or biggest? And I'm not going to tell you the answer right now. I'm going to let you think about that, or um, in the third segment, call in with your guess or your answer, and we'll see if we have any takers out there. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess he has to be the big, the bigger, the biggest, and to be at the top of the hierarchy and to live in the penthouse. Well, you said um, he's over the top in his personality. Yeah. I, I think this speaks very much to it. It does. We we also have some other uh, uh, themes of of monarchy or kings and queens uh, in in Mr. Trump. Doesn't doesn't he have a son that he named Baron? Yes. How do you like that? Yeah. So there again, we have that that theme of um, the nobleman, uh, and but unfortunately. Leo, because it's so in touch with its own special uniqueness, doesn't necessarily value other people's uniqueness or value diversity. And um, because they are so hierarchical, they can tend to consider others beneath them as their inferiors, and they can tend to alienate people. Mm. Uh, And even though they might have a whole lot of self-respect, they come across as disrespecting others. And wasn't there something in the news this last month when he was on the campaign trail? He was using Neil Young's song without permission. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of disrespecting there. And he was making very derogatory comments about um, Mexican immigrants and yeah. Who, yeah. What, what these people were uh, coming into this country. Right. Right. Yeah, that was very unfortunate. Yes. But again, showing a lot of that Leo hubris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also um, was tickled to read on social media about um, something that brought to mind the children's tale of the emperor's new clothes. I don't know if, if you're familiar with that. But, yes. uh, you know, the emperor, the king, uh, wanted a, a special new suit of clothes. And so he enlisted a tailor to make him the best, most beautiful, most extravagant clothing. And this wily tailor, um, when, he, when the king came to pick up the, the clothes, the wily tailor presented absolutely nothing and informed the king that only those people that were, um, you know, very special and had the God-given gifts and, uh, you know, were of the, the noblesse could see the fine quality of these exceptional clothes. And so, of course, the king or the emperor, not wanting to 
be seen as anything other than uh, very special and having these great gifts. Uh, gladly took the clothes and paraded around in front of his subjects wearing them. And, you know, his subjects, like a lot of subjects of kings and queens, really don't want to incite the, the wrath or the anger of the, the Leo leader. And so they didn't say anything. They just went along <laughs> with him. Or maybe they wanted to, to feel like they were special and refined enough that they could appreciate these clothes. And it took a small boy who spoke up and said, but he's not wearing any clothes. (laughs) And, you know, then the house of cards fell down. And what I read on social media was, um, I think it uh, was a, a late night talk show again that pointed out that Donald Trump's clothing line uh, which apparently up until up until recently was uh, offered for sale through Macy's department store, was actually made in China. And this was after a lot of uh, speechifying about how China was uh, responsible for the downfall of, of our country or that he was chastising our current administration for not doing enough to um, condemn China and its practices. So here again, we have uh, Dave Letterman, I I think it was, uh, playing the role of that young boy in the emperor's new clothes, pointing out to Mr. Trump that his clothing line is made in China. Incredibly humiliating, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So um, these sound like, you know, very problematic, uh, probably not the highest and best expressions of Leo. What, what would be some more positive expressions of Leo, Janie? Yes, let's shift gears to a, another uh, personification in, in the uh, world. Let's look at Robert Redford. Robert Redford is a sun sign in Leo, a very high degree, 25 degrees, 59 minutes, almost 26 degrees. And Let's look at the more evolved side of Leo and what characteristics are associated with it. Mm-hmm. Of course, let's go back to hair. He has <laughs> always been touted as having a very thick, luscious head of blonde hair. And he is a leader for absolutely in the film industry. And his self-mastery, he's an excellent actor, director. He got an Academy Award for the movie Ordinary People. He's a producer, he's a businessman, he's an environmentalist, he's a leader in so many areas of the world. And he, through the uh, Sundance Institute and Film Festival, once again, you see the generosity of his support to help others be successful in the film industry. Um, having fun is a very positive characteristic of Leo, and they're humorous people. They're so much fun to be with. They see the light, optimistic side of life. There's a childhood innocence in them that just bursts out at times that's um, not just engaging. It's uh, sometimes undoing. It it, it takes us uh, aback. And <clears throat> he's also inspiring, for sure. Um, he was awarded in 2001 the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences Honorary Award for, and I'm quoting, serving as an inspiration to independent and innovative filmmakers everywhere. Hmm. The man's very heart-centered. He's a philanthropist, too. 
Mm-hmm. And he's a supporter of the American Wild Horse Association. I wonder whether or not that part of the inspiration for Horse Whisperer came out of that interest of his. He supports Greenpeace and a transplant awareness institute called the James Redford Institute. I'm going to guess that was his father, but I am not sure. Mm. Uh, the charisma, uh, very palatable. Uh, this man has been a heartthrob his entire life, and he's in his 70s and still is. <laughs> and the, the, the childlike uh, child theme of Leo that I talked about earlier relative to his sense of humor has a backside to it as well. This is a man who lost his, 15, his five-month-old son to sudden infant death syndrome. So, Leo is very, very prominent in this man's life. Um, yes. A, a lot of wonderful ways that the world has benefited from. And unfortunately, also in a way that was very traumatic for him and his family. Mm-hmm. The, the two of the things that you mentioned, Janie, that really stand out for me. Uh, one, generosity of spirit is, you know, a very, um, very positive expression of Leo. And uh, what you've described is he's been generous in so many different ways in life, um, supporting other people, other causes. Uh, and then the, the second thing that stood out for me is being in, an inspiration for other people in the film industry. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that is also uh, the high, one of the highest and the best expressions of Leo because, um, you know, Leo is very much in touch with its own divine spark of fire within it, um, but it needs to be generous with it mm-hmm. and shine it out into the world and use it to inspire others to, um, to shine their own light. And I like to use the uh, metaphor that I, I heard many years ago about how a candle flame can be used to, mi- to light a hundred other candles and it's not diminished by its sharing. And to me, that's just a lovely interpretation of, of what Leo can do. It can, uh, you know, light everybody else's candle and not be diminished in itself. Uh, and had that generous outpouring of spirit. And he certainly is an example of that. You know, in a world that is so filled with competition, this is a man that doesn't feel, in a very competitive industry, by the way, the entertainment industry, where there aren't an unlimited number of roles for people in the uh, same categories, uh, this is a person that can't encourage enough people to get more involved, to have their own experiences out there on the stage. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, very interesting to have these two different public figures, uh, both uh, representing this energy of Leo in very different ways. Yes. And I, in, in all fairness, I am sure that both uh, Donald Trump and Robert Redford display each other's uh, more evolved, less evolved characteristics as well, but there certainly is a uh, clustering of positive and less positive characteristics assigned to one versus the other. 
Right, or at least what what we see uh, represented in the media. Yes. Exactly, which yeah. may or may not be who they both really are, but they certainly make good examples for this conversation. And they do. <laughs> well, um, I'm wondering whether or not uh, we could take a break now, and we'll come back, continue this conversation about Leo. I want to remind listeners that uh, they could like us on Facebook, Astro Talk Radio. And also, that's where they're going to find our composite chart, which in the third segment of the show, we're going to do a lot of talking about, uh, use it as a ongoing reference point to where these various sun signs show up in our chart. So, uh, if you're interested in calling in, the number again is 866 866- 472-5795. We'll be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Mary Jo Weavers is a licensed spiritual health coach specializing in soul personality integration. A certified karmic astrologer, Mary Jo uses the symbolic language of astrology to help her clients understand themselves and their life experiences from a deeper spiritual perspective. Mary Jo can help you gain clarity about your life purpose, relationship dynamics, and how to live your life more effectively. She is available for astrological consultations in person, by phone, and Skype. Check out her website at www.maryjoeweavers.com. Janie McCarthy loves being a professional astrologer. Her academic pursuits in consciousness exploration, negotiations, and relationship transformation have been critical to helping her clients integrate their material and spiritual worlds. She is known for her ability to simplify and articulate even the most complex concepts to trigger aha moments of pure, meaningful, and lasting clarity. Janie is available for booking presentations, workshops, and client consultations and can be contacted at www.janiemccarthy.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Astrology, the Theory of Everything. To reach the hosts or the guests today, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to astrotalkradio at icloud.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Janie McCarthy here with my co-host Mary Jo Weavers and if you've got any comments or questions feel free to email them to astrotalkradio at icloud.com and also call in, uh, you just heard the number to ask us any questions that you might have about Leo or how it shows up in our composite chart. We're going to try and, and focus primarily on the sign of Leo in our composite chart and not 
stray too much off that topic today. So let's talk about uh, one of its primary placements. We have uh, Vesta, who is an asteroid placed in Leo in our chart. It's in our fifth house at 8 degrees, 44 minutes. And let me tell you a little bit about Vesta in case you're not familiar with this asteroid. The Romans referred to her as Vesta, the Greeks as Hestia. She is a goddess and she um, is represented by the Vestal virgins who served her. This was a very select group of priestesses and a very prestigious and respected position for women to hold and an exclusive position. Only four to six Vestal Virgins at a time were honored with this appointment and they would serve for as much as 30 years. Their role in society was to attend to the sacred fire in the Roman Forum uh, for the Roman state, and personally, it was symbolic in the home where women were asked to tend to the fire, their home and hearth fire. Uh, Fire in itself was very essential and um, very sacred as well to the ancients. The Greeks, when even when the Greeks emigrated to foreign lands, they actually took a portion of their home fire with them as a link to their homeland. And she's a very important feminine archetype. She's symbolic of having a very healthy sense of her own identity, which in those days was very rare in this patriarchal society because women... Women were owned. If they were wives, they were owned by their husbands. And if they were unmarried and daughters, they were owned by their fathers. So, uh, Mary Jo, if um, we talk about Vesta and this Leo position, Mm -hmm. um, why don't you tell us what it has to say in our chart? Well, in our composite chart, which uh, we're looking at here, that describes Janie's and my relationship and, uh, you know, our, our partnership here doing our radio show. And so having this focal point in our chart of, of Vesta in Leo in the fifth house of creativity and self-expression, um, it really means that part of our relationship is about bringing this divine light, this sacred flame through our own creativity and self-expression and to have fun in our partnership and and to do something that we can be self-expressive about, that we can bring out to the public uh, in a fun and entertaining way. And um, as we're doing this, hopefully we are helping people get in touch with their own inner fire, their own inner flame, their own creativity, their own insight. How do you see it, Janie? Well, I was looking at the um, aspects that are made by this Vesta placement in the fifth. Yes. And we've got a sextile with our Saturn in Libra in the seventh and another asteroid Juno in Gemini in the third. And what sextiles represent are cooperation and opportunity. And the cooperation of this partnership has been a delight. And the opportunity to do this radio show has been a gift from the universe. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
these, uh, the other thing that uh, sex styles can bring to the surface and bring into consciousness is innate raw talents, natural gifts and skills, particularly when they're studied, enhanced, worked on, focused on, not simply dreamed about, they can really produce results. And the sextile that is made between Vesta and Saturn in Libra uh, is very, very much about focus. It increases our discipline, organization, and dedication to this effort of doing this radio show. Uh, It actually makes us devoted to doing this radio show and the mission that we've had to promote astrology, to promote astrologers, and to share the... As we say in our show title, the insights, understandings, and solutions that astrology is capable of bringing into people's lives. So, the co- this combination of um, Vesta, Saturn, Libra, Leo um, has a lot to say about tactful diplomacy, cooperation, and certainly not competition. The other aspect that is made, the other sextile, is to the asteroid Juno in Gemini. And uh, Juno in our chart is in the third house, which is the house of Gemini. And it speaks to a partnership that needs to be expressive, mentally, mutually mentally stimulating, and that the communication is open and ongoing. And that certainly has been the case with us since we met each other. And the uh, downside of not keeping our communications open uh, with this aspect is that misunderstandings can arise and unhappiness can follow the misunderstandings. I also love that in Gemini, uh, Gemini are the twins and there's the two of us. And I know that you are a twin and you have a twin sister. I am. (laughs) But in in our relationship here, it's almost as if we are twins on this radio show. Yes. Bicoastal twins. Bicoastal twins. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) I also like um, in this chart, Janie, uh, the Vesta and Leo in the fifth house that you began our discussion with is the focal point in a planetary configuration in our chart, which is called the Yod or the finger of God, because opposite Vesta and Leo at the other end of our chart, we have two other groups of planets that are also in sextile to each other. And when those energies represented by those two clusters of planets are utilized, um, then it the the focus of their energy is towards Vesta and Leo in the fifth. So there's um, a lot of direction that gets channeled in our chart towards Leo. And so it's it's very important for us in our relationship. It definitely is uh, that we express as well as we possibly can, not just to our listening audience, but to each other. And there's always the self-expression piece, what it is we're gaining out of doing the show and what we're getting uh, in return, which is a tremendous amount of personal growth and evolution, making a dream come true that um, at times I actually don't even have words for. <laughs> right. Well, let's take a look at the other important planet in Leo in our chart, Janie. Yes. A big boy. Yeah. So, do you want to start? 
Sure. Um, Pluto in Leo is at 19 degrees in our chart, 32 minutes, also the fifth house of Leo. And this is a generational placement. There are many, many people, a matter of fact, were known as yuppies that were born into the Pluto-Leo generation. And we've been shakers, um, anti-establishment initially, and then we become part of uh, drivers of the establishment in our later years. And the karmic background of this generation has a great deal to do with being rulers, with being landowners, with having control over others. Uh, Mary Jo had done some referencing of that earlier. Um, Maybe you'd like to expand on that, dear. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, our Pluto and Leo generation, of of which Janie and I are both members. Uh, Collectively, we're also called the baby boomers, the baby boom generation that was born after World War II. And I believe our our two celebrity examples we talked about earlier in the show are also members of this Pluto and Leo generation. And so collectively, we've come in with a a lot of uh, experience knowing how to be very powerful with our Leo energy. And at the same time, we've also come in with perhaps some guilt and shame about how we've used or abused our leadership in the past and perhaps how we've um, held it over others in this hierarchical way that we discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's uh, some mixed feelings in our generation about do we want to be center stage? You know, how much do we want to be center stage or do we have fears around being center stage or letting our light shine? Um, so having Pluto in Leo, Pluto's about transformation so we can reconnect with our own power and intensity. So for many of us in this generation, uh, we're living lives where we have opportunities to really engage with this energy of Leo and work on our issues around it so we can reconnect transform any old guilt and shame or problematic expressions of Leo and become more heart-centered and more generous. What helps that so much is staying focused on our intentions as opposed to the outcomes. And by staying in the moment so that whatever shows up that can grease our skids, promote our causes, uh, help us make help us make things and ourselves more effective in whatever it is we want to lead out in, that can be very helpful too. Yes, yes. And I have a refrigerator magnet that says something to the effect that you are unique and special, just like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) And so I love that as as a slogan for us Plutos in Leo, uh, that... um, You know, we need to be respecting not only of our own unique, expressive self, but uh, to recognize that everybody else is the same. Yes, and to value the input of others, the needs of others, the emotions of others, all of that. It really keeps the Leonian energy balanced from going too much toward the boastful hubris side and staying in the generous open-hearted side of it all. 
Exactly. Because that's, that's the very, very beautiful part of Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Janie, I think we're out of time for our show today already. Incredible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's been wonderful having this discussion with you about Leo. And I hope that our listeners will join us next week when we continue our exploration of the sign of Leo. We will be having a special guest, Jessica Adams who will be telling us about sun sign astrology. And then the following three weeks, we will feature guests discussing the Leo topics of leadership, the ego and the Enneagram, and finally, the inner child. So thank you listeners for joining us today on Astrology, the Theory of Everything. You can find us on Facebook at Astro Talk Radio. And if you enjoy our show, we hope you will like us. You can link up with Janie and me on LinkedIn. And let's continue our conversation on Leo on Twitter with hashtag Astro Talk Radio. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Please join Janie McCarthy and Mary Jo Weavers again next week for another edition of Astrology, the Theory of Everything. We're live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. May the stars be with you.